Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are the couples, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and our producer, Terry. This week we're here to talk about The Romans, written by Dennis Spooner, directed by Christopher Berry, aired January 16th, 1965 to February 6th of that same year. Before we get started, we had a fundraiser going to help displaced children and families in the Ukraine. We want to give a big thanks to everybody who donated. We were able to raise $800 that we donated to UNICEF for that aid. So thanks, everybody. Um, What do we normally do next? Give me one sec. Uh... We ask who likes give the show. Give me once. Shut the we, fuck up. No, Terry. we tell Sam. No one does, Terry. That we no. know this answer. <laughs> it is now time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Cody's 42nd plot synopsis. Ida Mark, get set, go. We land at Rome. People get, uh, Ian and Barbara are now slaves. And obviously one of them's a really hot one, so it goes for a lot of money. And the other one is not, and he goes, gets thrown into the lust pits for the gladiators. Everybody meets in Rome. Uh, Nero, really big into Barbara, like, really, really big, but poison doesn't work. Lady Mad, that entire sect of the story could go away. Nero decides to burn down the entire city. And then everybody just walks away. Nothing happened. The end. Uh, you still have six seconds. <laughs> the end. Cody, what'd you think of this one? This sucked. That's unfortunate. I, I forgot before we get to that. Hey, Cody. Out of uh, 156 <laughs> Doctor Who episodes... <laughs> sorry, that's how it goes. Out of 156 stories, where do you think this fell in the 50th anniversary Doctor Who magazine uh, list? So here's the deal. I don't like romps, and this is the first romp. Like, true true romp that we've had. I disagree. Oh my god. I think he comes he came around on Rops. It's just been a while, so he forgot. No, well, <laughs> yes, but this it's still old Doctor Who. So, you know, it's just a shitty romp. And I think people like romps. So, like given the time and the folks that probably put in their votes, I'm going to say like four fifth Oh, kills me. Sixty-two. Terry? You know what? I actually had that down as my guess as well. Um, you don't have to change it. You could also have 62. 62, Boro. 62, bro. But I have a soft spot for this story because it mirrors a funny thing happened on the way to the forum of which I was in. So mm-hmm. I'm going to jump it up to 52. Point to where your soft spot is. 
Right in the midsection. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't that soft right now. Uh, Jill? I'm going to go with 48. Holy Allie's. smokes. Yeah, respectable 45. Sam? I hate this game. <laughs> you are the worst at it. 97. <laughs> Out oh, of 156 stories, this fell at number 81. What? <gasps> oh my god, I'm Sam. I'm kind of close. You're like the second closest. I think Terry still wins. <laughs> no, he said 50-something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he did. Cody, he, Cody got it. Six, all right, I, you said 52, I, I thought you said 62. Yeah, okay. So they're, they're 19 away, Sam's 17 away. Boom. Uh-huh. All y'all wrong. It's Rampe Cabeza. So oh. it's just under the half, the 50% mark. Um, all the people that voted it low to bring that number down are wrong, because this story is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, we already heard what Cody thought. Sam, what'd you think? I did not really enjoy it. It was, like, nonsensical. There wasn't really... It was Scooby-Doo-esque, and... I don't know. It was a show. I'd say two-thirds of it were nonsensical and Scooby-Doo-esque, and then Ian was in a completely different show. <laughs> <laughs> Ian was in hell. He was in hell. He was in the movie Gladiator, <laughs> and just bad thing after bad thing. Uh, Jill? I liked it. I did have to have Alex explain some parts to me, because it was easy to get lost. Yes. Like, there's just lots going on at the same time and maybe not super clear, like, clear cut. Like, if you're not paying really close attention to the character, it's easy to get lost in it. But I did like it. Terry. I found it incredibly fun to watch. The storyline, to me, was very easy to follow. Um... A lot oh, of this identities. Which storyline, though? <laughs> well, Terry was also paying attention yes. <laughs> in inverted commas. What is that? <laughs> um, this isn't your first time watching, is it, Terry? Did you watch it with me and Alex? I think I've watched it before. Yeah, we did this one for our Vicky episode because that was voted on by our Twitter followers. Not because Vicky does absolutely anything in it, but just because they like it better yeah, than the, only the thing alternatives. She did was changed some cups so which then barbara didn't die. changed nothing <laughs> she saved barbara's life yeah did vicky, barbara drink it no vicky yeah. was downed it super annoying to the doctor yeah she swapped it so that instead of going to babs it went to nero and then the doctor warned nero and then nero didn't drink it except he handed it off to his anyway servant, guide. but no that's what I, you think oh okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> Like, I didn't get to finish saying I liked it. <laughs> you started talking about the plot. You get cut off at that point. Yes, that's <laughs> after this part. <laughs> hey, Alex, what'd you think? I still like it. It's still good. I enjoyed all three uh, storylines in this one. It was great. And I, I get what Jill's saying. And especially, like, can you imagine trying to watch this one episode a week and then by episode three be like why is the doctor have a have a loot what's going on <laughs> that <laughs> like, was a liar or a liar right? sorry yeah yeah you're right 
I only know that because I wrote loot in my notes and then changed it at like episode three when they mentioned the instrument again. And I only know that because the doctor had a really sick line in like the first episode, I think, where when he got the liar, uh, he and like the Roman dude like caught him like in the street. And he he like leaned over and he's like, oh, and this is my this is my granddaughter. Uh, she keeps an eye on the liar and like gave a wink. And then she's like, oh, this guy is shady. Like it was real uh-huh. subtle and awesome. Speaking of subtle and awesome. Oh, wait, we're all out of people. There's no one left. <laughs> Jake, what did you think? Subtle and awesome. <laughs> no, I love this one. It's uh, I love I like the farcical nature of it. I like the comedy errors, comedy of errors aspect. Even the Ian part is just fucking like just exactly what you want out of Ian. Just like this, I'm gonna burn everything to the ground until I get back to Barbara, which is just what he needs to be. And it's like the beginning of the story is what I want the beginning of every story to be, which is everyone just chilling out for a minute. Like I want to be like brought into a story at a happy place, and then have all the shit go down. My favorite part of horror movies is when everybody's packing to go to the cabin in the woods and, like, the drive there where they're smoking weed and getting their tits out and stuff. That's the best (laughs) part of all movies. So, like, when these guys are just hanging out, getting shit-faced, and just, like, you know, running trains on each other in this fucking house that they stole, like, that's the best part. Yeah, for sure. It It was awesome. And I absolutely love Vicky in this because she doesn't do anything. She's bored out of her skull because these old fucks just want to like flirt all day long. And then when she goes to the, when they go to Rome and she's in the, um, it's not a castle, the palace. Everyone's just like, oh yeah, Vicky just lives here now. <laughs> like Everybody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> accepts her. And, like, they're all, like, questioning the doctor and trying to kill him, and Barbara's a slave, and Vicky's just like, everybody <laughs> just kind of likes me. <laughs> and you couldn't imagine Susan being in this role at all. Too true. No. Yeah. No, I, so I I would say this one had three storylines. It was the the Barbara, the Ian, and the doctor and Vicky. And, yeah. I mean, you could even say, maybe say four, like, stuff that's going on with Nero, because all of that shit has nothing to do, kind of with any of them like it's just history and him going crazy yeah but he doesn't really get we don't really see him on screen without the doctor very much yeah like the doctor's usually in the room or around but yeah we have like this um this plot against him by those dastardly christians who are you know (laughs) like i don't really get or I think this is the first time I got when watching that that dude that buys Barbara is doing it to save her because she's kind. Like, I always thought he was just like, oh, she's hot. Nero will like her. But he did have like a reason that was, you know, part of his like Christian beliefs or whatever. Was that because he was Christian? Because I didn't get any of the Christian, even off, off of two watches. That, but you would assume that like those yeah. are the values they're trying to show that he has. I, I took it as, like, he's he's kind of behind this plot to dethrone Nero. So, like, he's just mm. being a bro to everybody because he knows things are going to change. Right. And, yeah. But he, he does say, like, I chose you because you were kind to that woman. 
when what he really means is dat fat ass. Por que no los dos, man? <laughs> you can be kind and have a donk. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> they know when they got an absolute dumb truck, man. Why is that a thing now? What? Never was always always been a thing. Oh, because Doja Cat. <laughs> no, have you? But okay, why hold is on. it dump truck? Hold on, Cisco. <laughs> let me see that thong. Dumps like a truck. 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 Guys, like what? 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 Dump truck has always been a thing. Everyone's like what? Because it doesn't make sense. Oh my god! Why doesn't it make sense? It makes so much sense. What is the business end hold of on. a dump truck? <laughs> Jake, I'm gonna Google <laughs> something quick, and my keyboard's gonna clickety clack. <laughs> This is uh this is what we're gonna talk about this week, Jake, and not the show because I don't care. Controversial hot take. <laughs> Notice me picking out all the things that don't relate to the show. Sam, why did you dislike this one so much? I didn't hate it. I just didn't enjoy it. Like, like Jill said, she liked it more than I did, but it was hard to follow. There was. The TARDIS fell, and then they were in a palace? I was so confused. They were just in a house. Didn't start off on a great foot there. <laughs> they, the TARDIS fell, so they were like, fuck it. <laughs> they got out <laughs> and stole a house. It, makes, it just, I need some background. And they'd been there for a month. The whole first episode is them giving background <laughs> about everything that's happened. Yeah. They, they landed. They fell off a cliff. They decided they needed some time to reset. So they found this abandoned house. They sold um, their food for money. And they just got drunk and fucked for a month. And then <laughs> the they were getting on the doctor's nerves because they were so drunk and, you know, full of semen. So they... <laughs> this is a family show, Jake. Uh, so... And so the doctor and Vicky bounced. They did say where they were staying, and it was like the mayor's house or something. So it was it was above average living space than the normal person Right, they in had that servants. Area. Like, yeah. they were expecting, you know, if the family was home, servants would be running around. And then, uh, you know, Barbara and Ian are hanging out, and some slavers break in and snatch them. Did you say slavers? Yeah. Slavers? People that slave? Is that, is that a norm oh, it was a term, wasn't it? Yeah. In here. Because <laughs> I did that same thing. Babs is a smoke show, smoke show, so she goes to Rome. Ian's, you know, Ian, so he, <laughs> so they tell him to go row a boat. Yeah. <laughs> row a boat. Hey, we need to get Delos <laughs> in this story somehow. <laughs> oh, that was his name. Delos Remember? is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. The ship crashes that Ian's on, and they he frees Ian, swims to shore with Ian on his back, and then is like, <laughs> hey, let's go to my house where my family is. And Ian's like, ah, sorry, buddy, I'm going to Rome. And Delos is like, all right, I'm coming with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have, why? I have soul bonded with you and shall follow you to death. <laughs> we sat next to each other on a boat for almost a day. <laughs> no, it was five days. They said they were rowing for five days. Yeah. That's crazy. They could have said they were rowing everybody. for 50 million years. Like, same consequences. How would you not hate that person? Well, <laughs> he, he wasn't the one who slaved him. Okay, their plan to take over the... 
<laughs> Drummer? Come well, on. Well, to escape, yeah. Okay. Here <laughs> Della should in... pretend to be dead. Lies. And, and then all... he, like, half-heartedly tried to grab. It, it just... It was sad. I hate that shit. It's in every episode. It's all of it. That you remember... Okay, so I have a quote that said they were doing their job, right? None of these people are doing their fucking job. It's terrible. Not zero actors. Oh. <laughs> no, you were talking you're talking about actors acting, not slaves being slaves. <laughs> right, yeah. Let's okay. make that very clear. Okay. I mean, I like they had to not get that so they could have the whole riot thing during the storm happen. I found it hilarious during the storm that all of these splashes were clearly just buckets of water being <laughs> that thrown. Was great. So that was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. Just right into Ian's face. Whoever was off stage, they hey, got it. Hey. It's like this fucker's gonna get it. He stole my sandwich last week. <laughs> that's 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 just great practical effects, and I'll give it to him. Like it they got their point across. I, I dug it. Jesus. It was laughable. Alex's bar is three millimeters no, off the floor. I definitely laughed, but I was like, oh, Doctor Who. Like, it was just one what? of those cheeky, like, <laughs> what yeah, do you think this is? That's it. what they would do if they shot that now. <laughs> they do the exact same thing. Maybe Throw a don't bucket of water on them. Pour an entire bucket in an isolated spot. <laughs> I know for a fact in the 1960s, they had those sprinkler hose heads. Like, Come on. They're in a studio, a tiny little studio. Uh, they didn't well, have okay. money for it. Speaking they of couldn't, studio. Could not afford 200 yards worth of hose. Nope. There's too much set design in this story. A lot of money. All the all the budget went to their dope-ass clothing. Yeah. Yes. And there were a lot, there was a lot of set design. Whether or not you thought there was. it was good. Like, yeah. Like that poisoner lady's room, they're in there yeah. for like 25 seconds total, and there is stuff covering every inch yeah. of that room. A lot of set dressing. And then you've got Nero's bedroom, you've got the hall. And this was yeah. sharing a production block with the two episodes of The Rescue, and I know they blew a lot of money on that ship model, to the point where they hired out uh, a company to make the model of Rome that they're going to set fire to, and when they got it, they're like, "Ah, shit, this is way worse than we thought it would be." They they were <laughs> really bummed out about it. <laughs> wow, that's surprising because like, there's now that you're talking about it, like, there's a lot of scenes in different rooms in this story. Like, it's it's a lot. Well, one thing they do have is the BBC, and what the BBC does really well is historical dramas, and so they did have access to a lot of, like, you know, hey, we need 70 fucking chalices because we're going to have this big party scene. I'm sure they were laying around. Did they did they have access to their sets, too? Because, like, like, one set, they had to have shot everything in a room and then tear down and reset for the next room, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Go, go with more stuff you hate. I'll quit interrupting. My favorite... <laughs> hate stuff was the, yes. any of the lion scenes oh that was fun yeah <laughs> just They're went to the so carnival bad. just went to the carnival I put in my notes them. ian ian and delos have to fight stock footage of lions <laughs> terrifying <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> love that 
I never even thought about that. The whole episode was just not great. That, I didn't was, even, that even crossed my mind as being awkward. Admittedly, along the lines of choreography, the fight between Delos and Ian hey. wasn't bad. It was I'm good. glad you brought that up because the guy who plays Delos is a fight choreographer. He's a stuntman who they were like, hey, we'll just have you be... Uh, we'll just have you act in it. And so he, they showed up on the day and he choreographed the whole fight like right there. He's like, show me the space. Show me what weapons we got. Big bang, boom. Let's go. Holy shit. Bit of effort and time to getting something done well. Well, he didn't have any time. It was literally like, hey, we're shooting in 20 minutes. You go over with William Russell what you guys want to do. You're you're only feeding fire to the rest of this hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but what they did have was an expert, somebody who could do that and do it well. And then he's one of the two men. Like he, if you watch that scene again, he's doing all the heavy lifting. You know, an expert, like an actor in their field. <laughs> well, a good actor is not necessarily like well trained in sword fighting. How about falling down? <laughs> Hey, if he sprains an ankle, like, they still got to shoot tomorrow. That's true. N uh, Nero is delightful. Mm-hmm. And awkward. It's a little loved, rapey. I love that. A little? He's delightful? Uh, that fight scene, too, that Nero just, like, stabs the centurion behind Barbara. And it's like, he didn't fight well enough. And just the, <laughs> like, doesn't care about human lives. And just like, uh, another servant died. Who cares? I'm well, his boss. I'm he was like, constantly <laughs> threatened, threatening to kill people. Yeah. Back and when that guy drinks the poison, when he's like having him tested, he's like, hmm, doctor was right. And just leaves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so back to like prop work, when he stabbed that centurion, that was pretty cool. Like it came back bloody. Like it, like he had it. It was a clean blade. That, yeah. And then it came back bloody. He's like, oh shit, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Back to well, saying Nero was blades. delightful. <laughs> <laughs> He was delightful. It's that's like, that's the kind of people Cody hangs with. Are, he's just are a, you joking? He's a rompy fucking okay. <laughs> oh wait, As, so you're saying a rompy person is delightful after just saying you hate romps? Yeah, like it's a waste of two hours of my life because I don't like watching romps. But this character, <laughs> was the rompiest delightful. of the romps, terrible. At a moral perspective, like yeah, don't kill people, but. Or rape. Or rape. Yeah. He didn't rape anything, okay? He, yeah, because yeah, he was he too did. slow. Look at... Sure did. There's an expectation of what Nero should be, right? He's a murdering psychopath. Yeah, and when you're Caesar and any woman you come across, uh, you just assume wants to have sex with you, and they are going to because they don't want to die, so <laughs> pretty much any woman you have sex with is forced for you know out of fear and power and position so but like in some scenes the way he acts is just absolutely silly because he's a, yeah for sure just a weird guy oh they're they're using sexual assault as a comedic trope but this was the 60s where you know a lot of drama and you know even farcical drama the women were used as like a thing to prevent from being raped. And it was just 
something around this time that happened a lot in storytelling. And they mention it a lot on the, the DVD of this, I think, um, where they kind of bring up like, yeah, it's probably <laughs> probably not something we should have been using as comedy. Cue the entire plot of Mad Men. I thought that was about water. Is it? Pretty sure it's about know. marketing and screwing people who aren't your wife. Yep. Yep, he got it. I'm, I'm, oh, Mad Men. I, I, I was thinking Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Men Fury Road. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed that throughout all of these storylines that they kept Barbara and Ian out of sight of the Doctor and Vicky in that like their whole adventure and the mishaps that they went through are just not believed at the end. And I just, I truly love it. Of just like the timing of the entrances, exits of like running through hallways, Barbara turns a corner and then the doctor pops up from Nero. Like all of that stuff is just wonderfully timed. Great. It was a wonderful story. Like script writing was great. Yeah. If they would have ever met, uh, like, it would have just been, like, a normal episode then at that time, which is why oh, I kind of like this yeah. one, where, like, something happened to individuals that not everyone knows about, and it's it's great. Mm -hmm. Like, the Doctor and Vicky, they uh, turn in the marketplace, and as soon as they left the screen, Barbara shows up to be sold, and it's just like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, seconds later. Because <laughs> the Doctor didn't want Vicky to see a slave sale. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, also, I, I loved the doctor's fight with the assassin in the <laughs> tiny bedroom oh, that they yeah. had. And like Vicky just comes in and just like pushes him out a window. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's the best combatant. She just, she just scares him out of a window. Oh, she doesn't right. even touch him. He was a simpleton, they said. The doctor... He said his tongue cut out. Yeah, through. Like, they said dumb as in can't speak. He had he had his brain cut out too. Did you see the way he was acting? <laughs> he was definitely acting oh like he was. Uh... Yeah, and the doctor's all mad because Vicky scared him off. He's like, oh, I just really could have used a good fight. <laughs> yeah, you're like ninety. You can't you can't make it through a good fight. Doctor's just walking around hoping someone throws hands. Come at me. <laughs> Did anyone else uh, guess that the doctor was supposed to be there to uh, kill Nero as the musician before it was uh, said in the fourth episode? Yeah, I picked up on... Well, okay, before <laughs> that caveat's a little toxic, Terry. Did anybody know before then when they said it? Well, I... I couldn't have guessed that that old man could kill a glass of water. Like, <laughs> he didn't seem like the kind of guy that could do... I don't know what the plan was there, but... Well, knives go into people pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> you just order one poison. Yeah, poison lady doesn't give a shit who it's for. Have yeah, you heard I of guess. the brown note? <laughs> just makes him blow out his colon on a liar I'm bleeding that's really how Rome fell also, from my ass you just whack him with the turtle shell on that bad boy I love that everyone's answer is like 
throw him to the arena. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I really want to see this arena. <laughs> Just like you've got the poison lady. You've got like, <laughs> we saw the all arena. these other people. <laughs> the arena like, was oh. that small box that Ian <laughs> fought in. Yeah, it was a black box theater. The one with like the stage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh it's my like, god. Release a lion in there. Oh, we're all dead. <laughs> yeah. There was no separation between the uh gallery and the performance area. That was definitely not Coliseum. That's Yeah, funny. when I first watched it, I thought it was like a private viewing to watch someone kill someone That's else. That's what I thought too. But I'm pretty sure that was the Coliseum. I want to see this circus that we never got to see. The whole show was a circus. The whole show was a circus. How did Ian and... Sorry, go ahead, Terry. Oh, I again, I'm just going off the stuff I really liked. Uh, of just how the doctor was able to trick Nero out of having to play every time for him. <laughs> yeah. Like the big concert, like... Only the best can hear this music. And it's like, shit, no one can hear this music. And like, and everyone was playing everyone. along with it. That was Everyone yeah. okay. in the room. And then I Nero throws a fit. Part. And he's just like, what the hell? <laughs> what was the guy's... Uh, uh, so the guy that saved Barbara. Tavius. Uh, Tavius. That dude can fucking act. Like, yes. In the scene when the doctor was like, fake playing, he was so emotive and awesome. Like... Oh my gosh, he was great. Uh, when this story took place, the Coliseum wouldn't be built for another 16 years. Ooh. Uh, nice. Not the Coliseum. A Coliseum, right? Also known as the Arena. The first Coliseum the ever built? And you know, the place burnt down, so... Mm. We rebuild! <laughs> I really enjoyed that Ian was afraid of a comb. Combs are spooky, man. <laughs> and Barbara's coming it like, I don't want to be hive hair. <laughs> yeah, it's never does... comfortable for someone else to comb your hair. Like yeah. they're they tug too hard, they dig the combs in or the teeth in. I don't oh. think he minded about tugging too hard or digging. Yeah. What kind of people are brushing your hair, Jake? I'm concerned for your health. You Jake never needs somebody had that to happen? brush his hair. I know I'm... exactly what Jake is talking about, and it may just be Randy. <laughs> <laughs> it might be my mom. <laughs> no, you go get a haircut and they like you know comb your, brush your hair down just to like get started. They're always just like too rough. Yeah, I guess I I have the opposite at a barber shop. Like I get my beard done, and every time they try to like comb it through, they like you always get stuck on a comb, and I I just rip through it every time. So I'm used to it, but then the barber like hits it and be like, "Oh, sorry." I'm like, "No, man, go for it. I got nothing. I'm good. I'm good to go." <laughs> See that hair? I got more. I, sorry, I keep looking up the notes that I just found funny. Uh, when Ian tries to escape before being sold with the slave traders, <laughs> he he gets caught. And it's like, oh, shucks. And the, the traitor, like, slaps him in the face softly and just gives him a look of, like, what are you doing? That was the sign. Right. Be like, I'm going to fuck you later. Someone talk so Terry stops doing this. No! <laughs> this is such a good show. Uh, best best line, uh, which the doctor had a really good one that I already said, but Ian's, oh, tempora, oh, mores. So funny. Made me laugh mm -hmm. every time. 
I don't get it. best line is... Oh, go ahead, Alex. It was just him, like, joking up being, like, a real Roman. Because it was after he got his hair combed and he was, like, all big dick energy. Well, it's a line line from a play, right? I think so, but I'm not a play guy. Probably. Uh, It's from... It's from Cicero. Is a famous phrase that he said during a speech. It means, oh, the times, oh, the customs. And then um, Edgar Allan Poe put it in a poem. Of ah. course he did. Ah, Cicero, <laughs> the famous husband killer. Also, a creepy character in Skyrim. <laughs> All I can Cicero. think of is uh, Chicago. Chicago. He didn't put it in a poem. He called a book of poems that a book that was uh, imitations of 18th century satires. The best line was at the beginning when, you know, they're all drunk happy and the doctor's getting ready to leave. And uh, he, you know, Ian asked him where or how come he didn't tell him he's going to Rome? And he's like, oh, I didn't think I had to tell you, you know, my general movements chesterfield and then barbara goes chesterton and then he goes oh ian barbara wants you (laughs) (laughs) rob that's funny the doctor slayed in this one dude he really did he was on the top of his game and he did a lot of his like high-pitched doctor laugh which always makes me chuckle that's the that's like my one bugbear with this story is he does it way too much (laughs) <laughs> he did it while Rome was burning. It was creepy. Yeah, that was because he's watching. I... He's watching history. That's like yeah. his thing. He's so hard, okay. and he's actively coming. But he was <laughs> like shit. acting because he was the one that caused this, which makes it weird. No, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't think he did. It was an accident. But yeah. he's like, well, I guess if I wasn't there, then the accident wouldn't have happened. So like, there was yeah, a lot going on. It was like on. a realization. Yeah, but that he did it. That's just you him got, being like, oh shit, I am powerful, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Like, you, didn't you guys wouldn't remember this, but we talked about this during David Tennant's episode, Fires of Pompeii. Because, like, as soon as him and, um, what's her name? Donna. Donna, yeah. <laughs> as soon as him and Donna <laughs> land in Pompeii, he brings that up. Like, he brings up this episode. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, it's the same... It's kind of the same thing as Fires of Pompeii. Like, the doctor didn't try to make Vesuvius explode, but because he was yeah, there, it happened. That's so fine. But the fact that he is menacingly laughing about it well. is the problem. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Mm. I suppose it already happened, man. I suppose Tenet Doctor. Tenet Doctor actually like cried. The town. <laughs> All right, everybody. You want some tweets? Yeah. Uh, only yep. if they're good, Jake. I don't want well, some half-ass tweets. This first one comes from BT Flippity Gigget. Sam, say hello. Hi, BT. No, you're supposed to say greetings curator. Oh, yeah. You blew it. Is Remember this a new week. thing that no, we're doing this is, No, this is, the, this is the part where we do it seven times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys what, have what to listen happening? to the other time to the space to understand what we're talking about. Are you stealing bits? <laughs> With, Stealing oh my God. with 20 seconds of silence afterwards. Still one of my favorite parts of that podcast. <laughs> laugh so hard. No bit stealing. They they call BT Flippity Gigget the curator. So I was just going to have Sam do that. But moving on. BT Flippity Gigget says, This one's very fun. 
feels very much inspired by a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, which got to the West End in 63 and has a similar farcical, every stock Roman plot ever approach to comedy. Uh, though Forum has more singing, the Doctor Who version is slightly more uneven in tone, mostly because Forum's plot being told in song took the edge off some of the more cringeworthy aspects, aspects of stock Roman plots. Still, the Doctor and Vicky getting into fights and low-key burning Rome and Ian going full gladiator are fun to watch. Also, the Doctor's gentle artificicus line, iconic, 10 out of 10. Love to see one going back to his roots of attacking people. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the fisticuffs slide. I did like that one. We got one from Sam underscore married to who that says note to self finish watching the Romans. That was 10 hours ago. How'd that go, Sam? Jeez. I made it. We're here. <laughs> um, Chris at this emo trash says a brilliant comedy of errors. Most of the gang have a lovely old time in ancient Rome being perved on trying to get killed by Nero. And then there's Ian having the worst experience of his fucking life. Love it. One of the best first doctor stories. And then we get, you know, James hold on. Get a shift I got on. a thought. Um, Think. Ian in this story, like you forget that he's having a terrible time because he's so like upbeat and, like vibrant like ian stood out to me more in this story than he ever has and not as a like oh this is terrible for him way because he's got a mission yeah, it's like but he knows that between him and barbara are hundreds of like slavers and soldiers and he just wants to kill people and so he's so excited that he knows he has a reason but also there's like all the like obvious sex scenes with him and barbara so is it just like a better yeah. balance for ian's life He's just That's in a good place. So terrible. Like he's he's getting his blood lust out. He's getting <laughs> his regular lust out. Yeah, like I really <laughs> thought this was the best Ian we've seen. After after this story, he's just a limp husk. <laughs> he needs like a there's a lot of OJ. There's nothing left. <laughs> um. So while while we're on it, there is debate among fandom during this month that they're in this house. Do Ian and Barbara have a sexual relationship? A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Like when they're the scene where they're about to get in the bathtub or whatever, and then it like just cuts away <laughs> and comes back to that later. But I also would... I just kept adding like my dick to the end of everything he said and it all <laughs> fit perfectly fine. <laughs> Cody and Sam, what do you think? Do I think Ian and Barbara are practicing Did... the gentle art of fisticuffs? No, did they smash or nah? I stand by my statement, and yes. <laughs> Unless you want me to extrapolate. Uh, no, just waiting for Sam. Oh, um, sure, man. Like, what else are they going to do? Well, what do you Because, I mean, it's a, it's a hotly debated topic among Doctor Who fans. How is it? Some, What's some the... people see this and say there's no post-coital glow <laughs> among them. <laughs> I mean, they've been together for a month. It's not like a one-night stand. What is the argument against it? They want them to be chaste and pure. Okay, well, your argument is naive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were snogging in the pencil closet back in bumfuck wherever. <laughs> London. There's no chance they're not. They're like, they're so excited to just be together with the two of them. Yeah. And they always want to yeah. find each other. Yeah. 
That's Which yeah, just Ian seems weird. never once said he had to go find Vicky and the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. That is beyond side piece behavior. <laughs> I think it then kind of leans on Barbara on if she's, like, pure enough to just not do the actual act. But, I mean, they're most likely lots of groping, for sure. Well, maybe when they were back in London in 1963, like, they are practicing 60s decorum. Like, they were maybe making eyes at each other, and maybe Ian was getting ready to invite her to the the soda shop, or whatever the fuck the <laughs> 60s, 30-somethings did. The But now they're in this situation where they can't go home. They're the only two human adults they know. Like, maybe it's they're just like, fuck it. It's not like we can get married. Let's just do this. How many... How So, I'm trying to think. Did Ian ever have eyes for another person? Because, like, in the second episode in Daleks... Uh, Barbara was all over that Thal. <laughs> but Ian is too. Like, he's got the only two Thal women at the end are hanging all oh, over really? him. He's okay. like, he's in the background, like, laughing, like, telling some story about, like, how big his dick is. And... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, for sure. And But they had, they had just started out. Like, this was, you know, it's only been a couple days they've been on the TARDIS. They still think, like, hey, we might get home pretty soon. Right. But... I, I really feel like the the writer put in like subcontext in this one. Like it really does feel like it was a it was an intentional thing. Oh yeah. Does it not? Am point, I reading they into feel like it? a couple? Yeah, for yeah, sure. A couple. Their relationship felt totally different throughout the whole story. Yeah, different than the last episode or yeah. story. Yeah. I feel like when we did this episode last time on Brothers, I did find a quote from the writer saying that he did not intend for there to be a sexual, like, anything between them. But I, I might be mistaking that with something else. Um, well, yeah, potential we'll get to the gotcha. Go listen but to I... Brothers and Who and uh, <laughs> tell us if we're wrong. <laughs> also, at this point, Ian is wearing, like, very short skirts, so it's super easy access for him. Oh, I was thinking sure. too. I'm like, they're both wearing dress skirt yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. just reaches. Like, you just go underneath the thing and bada mm-hmm. bang, bada boom. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got a wet cloak. <laughs> Yeah, we should all start wearing dresses again. Uh, no one's all right. stopping James you. Swift says, I think it has some really good bits in it, but most of it's kind of boring. But I really enjoyed about 25%. So there's one for you guys. Hey. Uh, James Courtney, the better James, says, Ooh. it's quite fun. Very funny, although some of the humor has certainly not aged well. Thinking about it, I'm surprised that Moffat never wrote an out-and-out farce on the show. Uh, yeah. Me too. I was trying to think, like, what the closest Moffat came to a farce, and it wasn't one he wrote, but it was during his time as the showrunner, and I think Robot of Sherwood is probably the closest we get. Oh. What do you? I'm not, not a. That's not a. That's not a farce. That's just a wrong. I'm not a media person. What's a farce? What like? What do you mean? Comic dramatic work using buffoonery and horseplay, and typically including crude characterization and ludicrous. What is that word? I don't know. <laughs> Ludicrously improbable situations. There you go. Oh. 
So a funny story that is romp raunchy, not rompy, but raunchy and like in like insane things. So this was written by Christopher Barry. Sorry. So this was written by Dennis Spooner. Who is apologizing to himself in the future? Christopher Barry directed it. Um he was the he's the new script editor. He just took over as script editor last story. Um so he well, this is the only story I think in the 60s that doesn't have a script editor listed in the credits cuz he didn't want to be credited twice. I think for union rules. So he's only listed as the writer. Ta-da. Um, let's see. Christopher Barry, the director, directed the last two. They decided to make this part of all one production block, keeping the whole team and crew and everything, essentially making it a six-parter. Um, I believe this was done to help mitigate costs by just, like, running it all as one production block. But it, it was very expensive um the rescue was expensive for a two-parter this one was clearly expensive but they did get a lot of breaks by having access to the bbc's just vast you know collection of period stuff so mervyn pinfield was an associate producer on doctor who from the beginning up to this point he was supposed to assist the very young and brand new to producing Verity Lambert um, and just kind of show her the ropes, you know, teach her how to be a producer. She turned out to be really good at it really fast. So he was really kind of just there as like an older advisor. You know, he just give his two cents when she wanted some advice. But uh, this was his last story in that role. He would come back later in this season to direct an episode or a story. And he died the next year at the age of 44. Damn. Everyone dies so young. Mm-hmm. It's well, yeah. the typhoid. They were chain smoking and like, I don't know, having the plague or whatever. <laughs> having the, <laughs> having plague. the plague. I think you're a little late for that. <laughs> uh, hey, Jill. Yeah? Who's your MVP? I think it's Ian. Nice. Yeah, pretty sure. We talked about someone else who was also... Oh, Nero. Nero was also really good. Tavius. But uh-huh. Tavius is also good. It's the between Ian and Nero. Not the Doctor. The Doctor was so good. But I just can't pick Nero because I know like the, the actor obviously played him well as a dick. But I just can't do it. So it's Ian. Alex. God damn Why? Uh... <laughs> The doctor was on fire. I'm giving it to him. I love Tavius, but he wasn't in nearly as much as the doctor. Old Billy? Old Billy. And he looked great in that costume, I guess. Yes, say. he did. He like he was it, it was like he was off of his like week vacation. Like he was just <laughs> chipper on like on point, on fire. Looks like good, they changed his meds and it's really good. been working. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what that's the vibe I was getting from. Like he was just he was just chill. It's so good. Terry? I'm going to choose Derek Francis, who played yeah. Nero. Uh, Cody? 
The man Tavius himself. Who's Tavius? The guy that helped him? The Christian dude, yeah. Michael Peak. Michael Peak. Michael Peak. Oh, he died pretty shortly after this too, April first, sixty-seven. Oh no. Ooh. Sam. Peter Diamond. Delos. Baller. Baller choice. He lived until two thousand four. Ooh. He lived to be seventy-five years old. You know why? Cause he—he's a choreographer. He just—he choreographs. He's in shape. Yeah. <laughs> He also, he also did arrange stunts for Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Empire Strikes Back, American Werewolf in London, Princess Bride, and Highlander. In uh, the first Star Wars movie, when a Tusken Raider hits Luke in the face and he goes, ur, 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 ur. that's him. Do it again. Do it again. But he's already been in Doctor Who. He was in the Daleks, Dalek Invasion of Earth, the High, or he will be in um, like four more as uncredited, uh, you know, soldiers, doubles, stuntmen. Etc. And he, he's my MVP as well. I thought he was great. I thought Cody nailed it. That fight scene was among the best we've seen. It might be the best we're going to see yeah. in the 60s. Uh, till, we, till we get to John Pertwee and we get some proper fight scenes. Uh, but yeah, that there concludes our podcast on the Romans. Next time... It's a six-parter, guys. No. It's called The Web Planet. And there's one thing I'd like to say in advance. No. And that's that I'm sorry. No. I'm half of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and our producer, Terry. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for The Web Planet. Beauty, <laughs> <laughs>